Can underclassmen who aren't drafted go back to college? Rivals has arrived. Hi, Jason. Welcome to Rivals. He's Jason Buck. I'm Scott Mitchell. And uh, just so you know, we are on social media. And uh, you can find us wherever you find your podcast. But we'd love to hear from you on our social site. So uh, at f- Facebook, the uh, it's, it's the Rivals podcast. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you can well, find us in, on Twitter yeah. at the, the Rivals show. Their input would be awesome. Love, some love questions the input. Here we there. get some great help feedback. Us with our content. Yeah. Great feedback, yeah. awesome things from from our uh, from our listeners. So, check us out on on those social sites, and uh, we appreciate it. All right, uh, so I was an underclassman, and I was drafted. It certainly didn't end out the way I thought it was going right. to. Right, you got sold but, a bill of goods. But um, I think if I'd have had the opportunity to go back versus being fourth round, I'd have gone back. No, Absolutely, even man. though I got drafted. Yeah. I, I, I certainly would have gone back knowing kind of after the fact kind of thing. So right. So should should underclassmen be allowed to go back? You know what? I in in my life as an athlete, whether it's the high school level or the college level or the NFL level, I really believe in taking care of the athlete first because I think everybody wins when they do that. And in this case, the high school athlete that needs to, you know, is at a Bingham High School, for example, and they have 100 kids out for the team, and he could go start for, you know, another school 30 miles away, and he loves the game enough to go transfer down there and play his senior year versus get cut from Bingham and not be allowed to play at another, you know, high school. I'm The kid should be able to go do that. And I, I, I really believe about taking care of him, and I believe that at the college level, too. I think uh, you know, player. Your situation was an excellent one to to because the, these guys will get pressure from whether it's family, friends, um, agents get hold of them. They get or some or bad just advice. Themself, they're self absorbed and think I'm just I'm the you know right, and they're not mature enough at that time and, yeah, in their life, and they yeah. make a big mistake. And you know, people make mistakes, and they go out there and the, they draft them fourth round or fifth or sixth or seventh, and you're like, ooh. Man, I should have stayed with my guys. And most coaches, it'd be like, you know, if a kid, I'm a head coach, and a kid comes into me and goes, "Man, coach, I really screwed up. I am so sorry. I didn't listen to you. You gave me that advice. Can I please come back?" As a coach, you're going to go, you put your arm around him, and you go, "Yeah, I hope you learned a lesson, right?" And you know, come back and welcome them home. I don't think they'll say, "I hope you learned a lesson." I think these, I think they would accept him back with open well, yeah, arms. Yeah, you need that stud Mo- on that most, roster. Most coaches, I know, I know at the University of Utah, they they try to help a player get an honest evaluation of where they are and yeah. where they're more because they realize that this is a unique opportunity and a chance to go do this. This isn't something that just happens every day, and you yeah. don't know it's it's a crapshoot because you look if you look at the Utah players. Some of these, like you know, Zach Moss, of, of, of course, he was injured, but he's a he's a fairly well regarded running back. Uh, will probably be the all time leading rusher in Utah history after this season. And and he could have looked at the draft and they said, "All right, this is a heavily defensive, front end loaded draft." Yeah. So you're you're going to get drafted later rounds next year. Maybe there's a. A more of an influence on offensive players or running backs. So just by the nature of who's available and how good they are in the draft can kind of uh, play a part in it because two defensive linemen at Utah, Bradley and I and Lecky Fotu, 
were were highly considered players, but they also knew this is a deep draft in defensive linemen. So wait a year, yeah, and then and then I'm going to have a better a better a draft Especially opportunity. Especially with linemen, I think they're better off developing and maturing that extra year or two especially um you know i was in that like you i was in that situation we were in the day where it was just barely getting thought of you know entering the draft early Bos- um, bosworth did it you know from oklahoma you know it was like i think it might have been one of the very first ones but you know i i had people starting to approach me after i was whack defensive player of the year and a you know um, all-american and stuff my junior year they they're going. Hey, you're going to go late first round, early second round if you join the draft right now. And the NFL had been my dream my entire life, but I I analyzed it and thought about it. And I thought, you know what? I was very loyal to my school, uh, my guys, my teammates. I'm like, I want to finish this out. You know, I want to finish it out for BYU. I'm going to represent BYU the rest of my life. It was, I mean, that was a big part of my decision, and I knew I knew in my heart I had a chance at the Outland Trophy, and I wanted that so bad. So it was all it all fit, and I was like, I'm not going to go for the NFL right now. Just to, even though they told me first and second, who knows where I would have went. But it all, I made the right decision. I stayed that extra year. I won the Outland, and I went, you know, 17th player picked overall. And I don't know what would have happened if I would have made that other decision. But I watched these other kids that go too early. Scott, uh, Eric Mika, for example, that played high school basketball with my son, you know, at uh, Lone Peak. And went to BYU like, was like just a couple years and then right. declared for the draft. And I'm just screaming. I'm like, why don't they come talk to other pros? They know me, you know? It was an honor code thing. I'm like, <laughs> no, don't do that to that kid. I'm just it, kidding. He, he's, he's so, he's so, he's so uh, white toast, he's if so, you will. Uh, he's, so he's so honor code worthy. Yeah, yeah. He's so, he's, that's not the issue. He, he got, he got listening to people he should never have listened to. A big body guy like that that plays the big game. Needs to put on weight and size and muscle and maturity, and you play it out at BYU, man. You play it out, and then you're more mature enough. And now he's playing in Europe. All right, the so NBA was just look, a b- blowout. No, it's a great, a great point. I mean, All right, let's do a little poll just between you and me. Okay. Do you let a player come back if they've declared for the draft and they don't get drafted? Do you let them back? Yeah, I okay. absolutely do. I do. I too. put my arm around him and say, "We love you. Yeah. You're part of this family." All right, and I did bring too. him right back in. There you go. We we have a unanimous vote here from us because we're both coaches and we both uh, we yeah, both been in that situation and we've been yeah. coaches too. Yeah. yeah, I hate when we agree, but whatever. I do, but it happens once in a while. We're like yeah. one for four today. Is that your math again? <laughs> I, I just pull it out, man. I just yeah. pull it out thin air right there. All right, Rivals has arrived, and now it is time to go. You can, Don't make fun of my math anymore. No, you can text Rivals to six five five three seven. Add up all those numbers, see what you come up with, Jason. <laughs> Undefeated. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, go to Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, Twitter at the Rivals Show, and we'll catch you soon. <laughs>